Hey, Conspiracy Kyle here. This episode today is the audio of an interview I did on the Reality Czars podcast last week. Go check them out. Some great dudes. We talked about Star Wars and all kinds of other things. So I'll put the link to their content in the show notes. Stay tuned later this week, Thursday night live on Rockfin. I'll be doing a discussion with the crew over at False Reality Check. Um, Great couple there. We've talked before in the past. They've recently moved from California to Idaho. So I'm really interested to hearing about their trek out of California and how everything's working out for them up there in Idaho. So check that out live on Rockfin on Thursday night at 9.30 p.m. I'll put the link in the show notes. And of course, it'll be dropping as a podcast as well on Friday. So check it out. May the force be with you. And we're live. All right. Uh, welcome, everybody. This is the Reality Czars podcast, and we're your hosts tonight, Nate and Tony. Hello. And we got an awesome guest on today. Uh, we have Conspiracy Kyle. And I just recently found him, and I've been kind of eating up his episodes. They're really fucking cool, man. I like your style. Um, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and where they can find you? Sure. So, um, yeah, like you said, thank you for inviting me. Um, my name is Conspiracy Kyle. Um, I've been doing a podcast for the past, I guess, almost a year and a half, two years now called Conspiracy in the Force. You can find it on any podcasting platform. Um, it, it's hosted by Spotify, so we'll see how we'll see how that goes in the in the near future. But anyways, you can find it anywhere. Um, also on YouTube, on on Rockfin as well. Um, so I've been doing that. And really, the the premise of it is, you know, as you can probably see from the, all this stuff in the background, if you're watching on video. I'm a big I'm a big Star Wars nerd, but I also like to talk about all the conspiracies about all the stuff going on in our world that people don't like to talk about. But and I found a lot of really good parallels between something I love in Star Wars and things that are going on in, in our world. So I kind of like to mash those two things together and, and it kind of makes it I at least I think it's kind of fun and, and entertaining way to kind of disseminate some of this information by using, you know, um, things from pop culture to kind of to kind of bridge that gap. So so I've been doing that podcast. I also wrote a book recently called Intergalactic Totalitarianism, um, it, which is, is talks about uh, some elements I talk about in the podcast, but really about in Star Wars, the empire, you know, how does, how did it get to be like, right? How did this totalitarian government come to be? And it kind of shows all the steps that, that got to that place and also shows a lot of parallels from our world, how you know, not how did Nazi Germany take over? How did the Soviet Union take over? I mean, even right now, I think there's a, you know, globalist, whatever you want to call it, going on behind the scenes that is also totalitarianism, but it's a little bit more um, metaphorical. You don't see it on its face like you see, right, with like Nazi Germany and things. So I kind of put all those parallels and show how Star Wars really lays out all the steps of how that happened. So anyways, uh, books available on Amazon and Kindle and finishing up the audio book now. So it's a uh, it was a really fun experience. I love, I love doing it. I love talking about this stuff. And, you know, thank you guys for having me on. I'm really excited for it. Absolutely, man. Uh, what I really like about your show, too, is that, like, especially in the beginning, because I started from, like, episode one. I've been, like, eating them up this way. They were nice and short and succinct. They were just, like, bam. They were just, like, here's an idea. And then – and it's also really approachable. Right. And, unfortunately, like, fellow nerds like myself uh, – they're a bunch of libtards. A lot of them are fucking like oh Bernie God. Sanderites, like lefty kind of fucking wannabe socialists, like unfuckable trolls, unfortunately. Yes. And, yeah. and unfortunately it makes them lean left. Um, yeah. I'll tell you and, what, if you, if you go on, go on Twitter and like, go to like the official star Wars page and look up the, look up the people who are commenting or liking and go to their profiles. Mm-hmm. 
you will find every pronoun, you will find every hashtag for every agenda. I mean, it, you're right. It's been the nerd kind of culture has been completely co-opted by yeah, sucks, people with man. these seriously left-leaning agendas. And I mean, I understand you can put some of your politics in there and, and that's fine or whatever, but you, it, when you're beating people over the head with it and it, it kind of takes you out of the movies and shows and stuff just because you blatantly see this stuff, it's, it's, it's kind of bullshit. It kind of sucks, man. Yeah, but I'm hoping that this is a giant fucking red pill for, for the nerd community. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so too. I hope so too because yeah, it's uh it, and it's it's kind of weird. You know, I've kind of heard things from both angles, right? There's a lot of people that are into the nerd stuff. They're like, I don't want anything to do with the conspiracy stuff. Then also on the conspiracy side, people are like, Oh my god, Star Wars Disney, I don't want any part of that garbage, right? So it's like it's, it's, hard, it's a very man. kind of it's a very fine line. Like, yeah, I know the audience is already kind of a niche within a niche, so I kind of already expected that. But yeah, it's um I'm happy for the people that are willing to kind of take both of those things and, and blend it together. And uh, yeah, like you said, hopefully, hopefully and get some more of the, some more of the nerds just, just to think about this stuff a little bit, because you don't have to uh, fully go down all the rabbit holes that we do, but it's like, I, I just, just question a few things, just question like one more thing than you did yesterday and you, you're on your way. Well, Star Wars is so big too. It's, it's might be the most, like it might be the closest thing we do have to like a national religion. Like we know the characters, we know the story, we know the language. Like it unifies people in a way that I don't know what else does. Right, right, and yeah, and there's a lot, and there's a lot for everybody, right? There's a lot um, for every generation. That's why I, you know, every generation obviously doesn't love all of it, but there's something for everybody. You know, there's you know the the older fans, you know, love the original stuff. There's the prequels. There's the newer stuff that's coming out. There, there is a little bit for everybody, and that's why I love doing the podcast because there's always something to talk about. There's always some kind of parallel between that and our world, just like you said, because it's it's so vast, it's it's so huge, and it's and it's so internationally done. And I, I try to bring up some things on there that you know maybe people that are into Star Wars may not even know, right? Like things from you know animated series or comics or novels and stuff, just because there's a lot of, there's a lot of really good stuff in there. And, and you're right, it is kind of a a unifying thing, right? Like, you know, when you go to the, when I went to the movie, you know, uh, six, seven years ago to see episode seven, when it came, when it came out, I mean, nobody in that theater cared about what anybody else's pronouns were or what, who they, who were they were going to vote for. in in, in the next year, it was just a great time. People laughing, people cheering, people clapping. It's like a, a great kind of communal type event, even like at the, you know, the conventions and stuff where you see people walking around, you know, costumes, everybody just, just, just loving it. It's a, it's a good escape from reality, but it also, there's also a community aspect of it as well. That like, like you're saying, it's a, it's a thing that brings a lot of people together. Yeah, man. It's, it's fucking neat. And I've always wanted to go to something like that. I've never been to Comic-Con or, or whatever. And uh, I've always wanted to go me myself. I'm a huge Trekkie man. And I, I really want to meet William Shatner. That's like my fucking goal in life, but I don't think it's ever going to be possible from now on. Cause I don't have my, my mega jab so yeah right yeah I, I think the big star wars thing is out in anaheim this year too and like i i, I don't even who knows they're probably going to cancel it because of the new technocron whatever variant that's come out or whatever they want to call it but it's like i don't is even there really, one is that the one that's like half aids is that what people are talking yeah, yeah about? aids con aids con oh. is coming next yeah that's what that's what that's what it's looking like <laughs> 
It is LA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, luckily, all the Star Wars characters already have, you know, the people cosplaying stuff will already have masks on because I uh, know, no, what's going to happen is what's going to happen is all the people will be already be wearing their masks, but it would be like a Darth Vader mask, like with a mask over top of it. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I see that picture, I'm just going to log off the internet, throw my phone out the window, and go cry in the corner <laughs> because it's it's gone too far. When they fucking. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious a little bit about your politics, man. Do you how do you have like a, a political affiliation at all? Like, are you more of a conservative dude, more liberal dude? Are you a libertarian or are you just kind of whatever? Like, um, what's you your know, kind of philosophy? Sure. So, you know, growing up here in Ohio, kind of in a, you know, traditionally red state, right? It's always been very conservative, you know, in the area I live in, you know, my parents, grandparents have always had those those kind of ideals. And I think, you know, I think there's some merit to it, just like I think there's some merit to, to the liberal side as well. Um, so it was always just like, you know, as soon as I was able to vote, it's like, Hey, you, you go vote Republican, right? That's what you do. Just vote down the line. Boom, 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 boom. Those are, those are our people. Those are the right people. And then you watch, you watch the Fox news, you see all that, like, Oh, those people over there suck. Those people suck, you know? And, and that's what I did for many years. And then once, you know, two, three, four years ago when I kind of started, you know, critically thinking about this kind of stuff. I'm like, wait a second. Why are the people that we like any better than those people? Because, you know, George Bush and his cronies, Dick Cheney, actually more more prominently, got us into these, you know, 20, 30 year wars. Millions of people died. Millions of uh, billions of our tax dollars were spent on just bullshit overseas that doesn't affect any of us. They just push fear and propaganda. And I'm like, I'm like, wait, like the, the guys that I was told to like are doing the same shit that we're blaming them for. Actually, you know, in some cases more so. So I've, I've kind of come to I wouldn't say a libertarian mindset, but just that both of both sides are just kind of kind of bullshit. And I'd rather I don't even really want to want to play ball anymore. But um, it's, it's a weird area, right, because y- every everything on social media, everything and, you know, your own personal life like they people want to have one side or right. They want to cheerlead for this side or the other. So when you tell people that like, you don't really agree with either of them, like people's minds just kind of like implode. They're like, wait, that, that doesn't make any sense. Like you don't, you don't want to vote. You don't want to do this. It's like, no, I just, I, I don't, I, I don't trust any of them anymore. And you know, I was a big, I was big into Trump, you know, when he came out like a lot of people and not that I, I'm a Trump hater now, but I, but I just like, he's just another one. Another, he's just another one. And there's another one who yeah. lied to us. He, he helped get the rollout of the jab, which I don't agree with either. I mean, and there's he just now a lot. Fucking, he fucking is campaigning about it. That's yeah. his fucking thing. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And, and you, and, and, but you, and, but you see people that, that still trust Trump like a hundred percent, but also hate the jab a hundred percent. They're having to do these, mental backflips of, of why he's of why he's doing this stuff it's like oh well it's all part of a giant plan like he 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 really is against it but he can't come out and say that it's like come on come on with this stuff i can't i can't i can't play those games anymore so you know that's kind Sam of in a where I, just, I just like you know i just i think they're just both kind of both kind of bullshit and you know I, I don't really i don't know where the where the future leads i mean i know what's 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 in control right now is is worse than i think we've had in a while but yeah. Um, not that saying if it comes back to Trump in 24, it's really going to be any better. It may look better to some people, but I don't really think see a whole lot of change because it just goes back and forth. Every, It'll be every, worse every in a time different it's way. Democrat, Republican, Democrat, yeah. Republican since like 1930. It just goes back and forth 
And whatever side wants to make changes, they do it for a few years, but then, but then the other side repeals it, and then the other side repeals it. Just, it just goes back and forth, and, and nothing ever really gets better. Well, it's perfect for the authoritarians, man, because like it's really like the emperor is I don't know who the fuck it is, but he's up there giggling, and yeah. he gives us a he gives us a choice between dildo and turd sandwich, and that's all you have, man. It's fucking right, right or left, Coke or Pepsi, and right. they fundamentally like where it counts and where it's the worst. They fucking govern the same. They just have a different aesthetic and a different appeal to their audience, you know, and. Yeah, it's yeah. complete horseshit. Yeah, and they all say, and like you know, and I talk about a little bit in the book. It's like just like you mentioned about about the emperor, like like Palpatine, in 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 Star Wars in the prequels, as he was kind of rising up the ranks in government, he just told everybody what they wanted to hear. Right, he's there to help. He wants to end corruption. He wants to end all the all the political bureaucracy. He wants to just he wants to make things better. He wants to help people. And they, but they all say that they all say that on the campaign trail, and, and it never it never ends up being any better. You know, like a lot of people right now are like. Oh my God, Ron DeSantis in Florida, he's doing the, the greatest stuff and everything. It's like, but he's saying, yes, yeah, he's saying a lot of stuff, but make sure you write down all those things. Cause if he's running or gets elected or whatever, you're not going to see any of those things actually take root. It's, it's all just, it's all just theater. It's all just a giant circus. What's fascinating too, or do you see the little infighting between him and Trump now? Yeah. What's going on with that? I think that, I, I don't know, man. I think that a lot of people have become disenfranchised with Trump. I think that he made a lot of promises and then he, his whole thing was I'm a winner. And then he fucking lost. Mm -hmm. Now you can, we can debate whether or not, you know, how, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> Cause mm -hmm. I, did homie actually make 80 million votes? I don't know how many people, whatever, but He's a loser, and, and now he's still talking the same game, and he had four years, and he didn't really accomplish much. He fucking sucks, and I think a lot of people are just kind of done with his bullshit. I think there's a very good chance that he's going to win, but only because you're going to compare him to the dead zombie that is – so, again, it's dildo and turd sandwich. Yeah, and, 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 and that's it. It's just, it's, just a, it's just a constant ping pong ball, right? And, and, you, and you hit it on the head earlier when you said, like, and my, what I'm, uh, about just the person, the people above, just laughing, haha! Look at these fucking idiots. And, it, and like my, my buddy made a great analogy. He's like, you know, you take a bunch of ants, right? You put, if you put them in a jar, they're just gonna kind of wander around, wander around, whatever. But you shake that jar up, right? They're all just going like crazy, going crazy. Like, but but they're not getting anywhere. They're still stuck in the jar. It's the person shaking the jar that's really the only one having any kind of impact. Every everything else is just shouting into the void. Yeah, man, it's it's definitely it's problem reaction solution. And yep. I sometimes wonder who the fuck really is in charge. Do you think it's the World Economic Forum? Do you think it's or like, is it is it a gang of people like I've been tying more and more of this into like uh, the black cube and like Saturn cults and things like that, because you kind of see that. uh Whatever this is, and whether there's competing factions or not, like different, basically like rival gangs of elites, uh, there seems to be like one religion that they have that's sacred to them. Like, and it, it covers all religions, and it's kind of like it's it's a death cult. Yeah, yeah. They have the same like you can see the same like one eye kind of bullshit that they do. That like there is some weird Illuminati kind of fucking. There's some weird shit, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think, and it's like, I think, yeah, like we want to put like names to these people, but I think at the end of the day, like we're really never, never gonna know. You know, one, um, 
you know, another kind of pop culture parallel to that is like, if you look at like the Harry Potter franchise, it, it, it's about um, a secret world of witches and wi- witches and, and wizards. Oh, uh. But the whole point of it is they don't ever want anybody outside of their world to know anything about them. Anything, anytime, yeah. any, any tiny thing happens, they, they have to like wipe this whole thing out and like do all these spells to like reverse it. And so I, I kind of consider that with like the Illuminati or Cabal, whatever you want to call it, is like these people are so secretive that we're probably never going to see them. I think we, you know, we see all the front men, right? We see the Klaus yeah. Schwabs, we see the, the, the this and that. And, and that's why I always, I always like laugh when people say like, oh my God, Biden is destroying everything. I'm like, Biden ain't doing shit. It's, it's, it's his boss's boss's boss boss like the 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 trillion whatever whatever's above trillionaire is the people that are really telling him what to do he he he's he's a puppet of that you know at the very worst he's a should be in a retirement home so what's fascinating is like i, I agree with you man and i think that the people that are in charge have no national uh I don't, I, you know, I don't think that they have any loyalties to any one country. I think that it's way bigger than that. Yeah. Like, they don't care if America fucking flushes down the toilet. Like they've used us as the soldier. Like we're the good little, we're the good fucking soldier of the world. They use us as an army basically. Uh, but uh, I find it fascinating all the different things that's, that's happening right now. Like globally, like they're trying to drum up war with us in Russia. They're trying to drum up war with us in China. And what do you think that they're like, what do you think's going on there? I think the, um, I, I think the war angle is just another, um, another, dist- another distraction. Right. And it's, and it's just to, and like you said, there there's there could be many facets to this, right? It's about this this cult like mentality they have, but you know, there's also a big facet of money too, right? You know, war war is money, and the more and more money they can get, I mean, they they can never get enough, you know. So the more and more you can, they can have diverted towards them for military resources, this and that, um, it is great. And you know, if you think about war, and this is kind of something I thought about recently. Um, you know, war in of in and of itself is like a depopulation agenda, right? Because you're 100%. you're yep. sending your your youngest, you know, you know, kids, young bright kids coming right out of high school, 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, that are you know fertile, could have kids, families in the future. You're sending them off to some wasteland to die, and you know, people from that country are dying as well. Like so, like there's a whole depopulation agenda to that as well. So it's like, it's like these things. And somebody told me that recently, he's like, like, you know, there's never just one agenda, right? It's, there's so many things happening at once, which is why the whole, um, the whole C thing that's been going on since 2020 is so mind boggling just because it's, things are happening on so many layers. And I, and, and one thing I think is just kind of like, um, creating confusion because if you think of uh, war, like the fog of war, right? That's what like soldiers say, like the, there's this fog of war. It can be literal or it can be like metaphorical where you're on a battlefield. Like you have no idea of knowing where bullets are coming from, where explosions are happening. You're just like your adrenaline is pumping. You have no idea what's going on. Um, and that can play to the enemy's advantage if you're on their turf. So it's kind of the same. It's kind of the same thing with that is that, like I said, that the, the thing about the ants, right? They, they were all so confused that, they could be doing A, B, C, D, E, F, G through Z, other agendas that we don't even have knowledge about, yeah. Because because they're telling us about the, this one or two thing, and like you see it in, in in Star Wars, like you see it because like the uh, the Jedi are are manipulated 
a lot by Palpatine as he's trying to uh, come up in, in the ranks. And but the, but the same thing's happening. He has him, he has all the Jedi fighting a war, which is a fictitious war, which doesn't really matter. It's just a distraction. He has them fighting this war, so that's where their mindset is. They're really supposed to be like monks, right? Like like thinking yeah. about everything, all the mysteries of the galaxy. And 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 he had them like solely focused on war. And so he was able to do whatever else he wanted to do. Yeah. I mean, what I'm thinking about when you're saying that too, is like the Jedi um, specifically, it's the, it's what they do to us as well. It's like when you have all the young men in your society out there fighting, it corrupts your soul. You're, you are actively killing, you know, and you've turned yourself into like a weapon of war, right? You've turned yourself into a weapon and it corrupts the very being of your, you know, I mean, if you have to turn it on for a minute to defend your household, that's one thing. But if you are like, the next four years, you are like, this is my enemy. I'm here to kill. I'm trying to kill, you know? And then it also think of a great way to like use resources, use, re, uh, you know, to use uh, energy, all these, you know, all this, this whole thing, it's just corrupting and evil. And uh, the other thing I was thinking uh, while you were saying that too, it's like, um, oh shit, I've lost my train of thought, <laughs> but Emperor Palpatine, uh, Ah, I don't know. <laughs> he's a he's he's a bad he's a bad dude. I mean, yeah, like you said, dude. like you said about about just it, what it does to your soul. Like you know, in in the book I wrote, one of the one section is talking about like the traits of people who are like totalitarian authoritarians. Like like what kind of traits do they possess that like other people don't? And one of the biggest ones to be is be is basically just having no soul, right? Like look at your the the Clinton family. Look at all these the the Bush family. In a heartbeat, they will send a million soldiers off to die for, for literally no reason, mm -hmm. you know, and, and um, I'm sure the Biden administration would love to as well, just to get focus off of their incompetence, you know, they, they would have no qualms with, with, with doing the same kind of thing is, and, and like, that's a, some of these traits, it's like, we can't even comprehend that. And, and that's a difficult part is when, when you can't really, when you can't really put yourself in that position, it's really hard to understand because we all inherently have a conscience right like we're not mm -hmm. we, people like us are never gonna have those thoughts cross their mind we're not sociopaths we're not psychopaths but these people just have something else and i think a lot of it is you know probably you know some mind whatever mind control you know child-based trauma all this kind of stuff that they've that they've been through or, or programmed and it's it, it's kind of it's it, it's it's sad to one extent but also at the same time it's it's fuck them also <laughs> So I've definitely heard about things like uh, the elites and things like that, that they actually torture their kids. Sometimes they actually like psychologically fuck them over. Um, I mean, and you can think of like, if you do, you, I don't know how much you've studied about uh, Rockefeller, but if you hear about his dad, his dad was like a snake oil salesman and like would routinely rip people off. Like, and then he would, he would do things to like fuck with his kids. He would be, he would give them a loan and then demand the money back right away. Or he would try to rip them off on purpose to, to see if they would catch on. And like, he would, he would do all these weird fucking things to get them like to basically not trust anyone, always try to fuck someone over, always try to get over on someone and fuck man, the Rockefellers really, it was great. I mean, yeah. if, if you have no morals and no scruples, it's 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 a narcissist attitude, right? It's you know, like you, ha everybody, everybody should be bowing to to you. You know what's best. You have no flaws. 
uh, the, you know, the flaws you have in yourself, you project those on other people, you know, and like, this is generational. Like, like you said with the Rockefellers, that kind of narcissistic personality just goes down through generation and generation. And at an early age, you know, if, if that's what you're fed, that's what you're constantly going through. It's like, you're just constantly living in, in a Stockholm syndrome, like yeah. li lifestyle. And I mean, for, for kids, that's, 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 that's terrible to have to, to think about that kind of stuff, not to mention you know, other kind of unspeakable acts that we all, we all know happen as well. But the, the messing with, with a kid's mind at an impressionable age is in, in my opinion, you know, in, in unspeakable crime, because, you know, like, like you said, you have a, you have a, a, a four month old. It's like, there's something so pure about kids, right? It's like, they just look around and like everything they see is awesome. They love it every day. Like they can watch like, you know, Elmo. And it's like, this is the greatest thing ever. Right. And the fact that these kind of psychopaths want to mold that kind of brain into a weapon, basically. Yeah. To be well, used for, for their that, purposes. That beautiful, that innocence is weakness. Like if yeah. you have no, like if you have no scruples, if you are just a fucking emotionless, weird, psychopathic reptilian monster, then you just see that as weakness. And you're like, I need to break right. them. And that's where the narcissism comes <laughs> in. Right. They're like, they're like, I can tell this person has just inherently a better person than me. I need to tear them down as much as possible. Just like the bully in high school. It's the same kind of mentality, but these people have millions and millions of dollars and in influence over the whole world. So just exponentially. Well, and another thing too, and I've heard, like I knew someone who nannied millionaires and she would talk about how much they're just raised by help and you're oh, growing yeah. up. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't even have, like, I don't know whether or not people fuck with their kids and not rocket fell away. I'm sure some do. I, I don't know how prevalent it is, but I think it's very prevalent that people are raised by people working. And you just develop that from an early age that you don't develop a human connection. Right. You just, you sense that these people really don't care. It's their job. And it's also people. And they also work for you when you're, and then at one point when you were a kid, you start saying like, I can order this fucker around. Hey, yeah, I want sure. another fucking sandwich. Get off your ass. Make me a sandwich, Juanita. Like, and then <laughs> I don't know. And so I think that adds to the sociopathy. Yeah. Well, sure. and, and, and to your point, it's like, you know, th those kind of kids, it's, it's kind of the other side of the corner, right? There's one side where it's like direct, you know, mental and emotional abuse that, that, so, so that, you know, certain, certain things in their brain don't grow. But the other side, like you're talking about is the, is the apathetic, right? It's like, continue like not receiving anything at all from your parents you know that's just as harmful too as receiving yeah. you know the, like direct like assault on you like having no relationship with your parents is also harmful as well so it's like both both of those can can kind of get to the same point and then they also man all of those elite they send their kids off they have those those elite boarding schools where they i don't know what the fuck they do to them but Oof. that sounds awful <laughs> It sounds awful. I mean, shoot, if I could, if I could send my kids away for a month, I, I would. But you know, you, you, that's it's a scary proposition. It sounds great, but at the same time, it's like uh, I don't think so. I don't think your wife would let you do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. We're both. I don't know. We're both kind of sick of them right now. So <laughs> there's probably some weird bonds that happen there, though. Like you're 15 or whatever, and you just make these packs with people, and you decide like, hey, this is it, like we're in this together and you, if you get to like, there's a power to that. I think that that can be 
used for good. And but, used for evil. I mean, I think yeah, that, sure. I think you're on to something, Tony. I think that's probably where they start having the boys bond with each other. They have their little junior Illuminatis, man. They have their little uh like uh junior uh skull and bone clubs and things like that in those places. Well, you yeah, like you just break a taboo, like whatever it is. Like you break into a graveyard and you just do something where like if you get caught you're fucked, right? Like, there's just no excuse for it. Like, you're going to get in so much trouble. And you got that bond. Like, I can rat on you. You can rat on me. And we both know that. And we develop. And it's just something stupid at first. But then later on, you've already established that type of relationship. And you can do a lot worse shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know what, like step 10 is uh, in skull and bones. I don't know if you have to like rape a maid or something terrible or something. You know, they might make you do something God awful. And you I, just... think, I think it's, I think it's more self-organized. I think it's not even like a formal thing. I think it's just people do this kind of stuff on their own. Like I have heard about like the one thing where like you have to lay inside of a, a coffin Oh, I thought it was a coffin. Yeah, a coffin or bathtub or something. Yeah, naked. and then you have to confess all of your weird sexual. You have to tell them everything sexual you've ever done ever, every weird fantasy you've ever had. Like if you like jerked off thinking about your sister's toes or something, you have to fucking tell them. And then they hold that shit over your head. They have like a black book and write it all down. It's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, that's the thing, like some of that stuff, like the skull and bones stuff, like that's like, it's documented, right? People have like openly talked about it. It's like when people say that's like, oh, that's a crazy conspiracy. It's like, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's a fact. It, yeah. It's, it, it's happened. There's documentation to prove it. And, well, then we've had a president and then we've had like secretaries of state and like all kinds of crazy shit have all been skull and bones men. So yeah, you can call it a conspiracy theory all you want, but <laughs> yeah, and, and they just all have it's it's just it's just crazy how all all these different individuals have the same, you know, the same mentality, the same mindset. That that's the one thing that I'll never really understand is uh is is how that's possible. You know, you would think a few of them would have would would break off and like, well, I I'm I'm not really into that kind of stuff anymore. But but like we've been saying, I think if this is ingrained in you from a child. You know, like whether it's religion or um, politics or anything, like like I said, it's like you grow up with this, and that's just what that's just what your thing is. And unless you cog, unless you cognitively try to break out of that matrix, you never will. But a lot of these people will just keep going on, going with the flow, just because that's what you're supposed to do. And you know, if you, if you don't, something bad's going to happen. I also think that those elite at that at that level, they're chosen from a from a young age, man. They like you can find connections. Like you can look back and you can see where these people were groomed, where these people like or the, these elite bloodlines. Like fucking Obama was was George Bush's cousin. Really? Yeah, they're fucking related. Like you can look this shit up, man, and you can see these weird fucking connections that they're just fucking bizarre. Uh, like Harry and Meghan. They're cousins. Well, that's royalty. That's just weird, man. That's just yeah, what they're that, British. Yeah, the British yeah, the royalty. They've been bred for generations now. But it's on purpose, man. I mean, they'll get a couple. They all you look know, like shit. Dimwits. Yeah, they'll get a couple Ugmos. They'll get a couple, you know, ones that they have to keep in the closet and don't exist. But. <laughs> Some dark shit. So uh, I remember what I was going to say. I'm trying. I better not. 
forget it now. But uh, <laughs> what I was going to say was like Emperor Palpatine, like how he was keeping them at war is very similar to like maybe like why they would want us to be perpetually at war too is because you have extra rights when it's wartime, right? They have yes. extra powers. They yes. have extra, like they can do what the fuck they want, you know? And that's what Emperor Palpatine had to do. And he was like, I'm doing this because I'm trying to protect us and get rid of those shitty Jedi. And, you know, that yeah, and it's thing. all about, it's all about, you know, safety, right? Like that's every, mm -hmm. everything that's ever happening. You know, what's going on for the past few years is all the same thing. All these things we're doing lockdowns, this, 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 you have, it's all for your safety. It's all to help you. That's the only, that's the only reason. But like you said, like, I would consider what's been happening for the past few years just a state of continual war as, as well in, in, in a different way, shape, or form. And it keeps morphing and changing, and it's, like, never going to end. So, like, one thing in, in one of the Star Wars novelizations of Revenge of the Sith, you know, the last in the prequel trilogy, was that there was this – and this was something new to me after I read the novel. I never knew about this. So as the war is going on, um, like, their – I guess their media in the galaxy is called the hollow net. So it's, like – the hollow net is just like sends out the news to everybody in the galaxy. Right. So the hollow net kept pushing out propaganda saying, well, guess what? You know, it, it's not going well. The Republic is still losing the battle. Like we're still having to fight. It's, it's still ongoing so that the fear just kept going on and on. So the people had the fear, the people fighting had the fear and it, it, it kept that perpetual uh, state of war going on. And, and like you said, it, it, it kept and they. They specifically say it in the movie. Obi-Wan's like, you know, uh, Palpatine's been able to stay in power much longer than his term. You mm -hmm. know, don't you guys you know, think that's something weird about that? And it's, it's all because of, of the war. They keep pushing this like a oh, new variant, right? Now this, now this, now the, now the AIDS, now the, you know, this. Like it just, they, they just keep finding new ways to perpetuate that. And, and I mean, if, if you look up the laws that we have for emergency powers in, for the U.S. presidents, it's very vague. It's very vague mm -hmm. on how little or or a lot of power they could wield with that. So who knows in the future if that's going to really be rolled out. I mean, there's been technically in the law, there's been a state of emergency ongoing since 9-11 for terrorism. Yeah, and people don't know that shit. None of those things got rolled back. None of yeah. them. That's every why they have just, those Every powers. president just renews it for another year and another year. And so like – Everything, all those provisions of the Patriot Act, all that stuff, it just is continuing to be. So we're in a, we're technically in a state of emergency, but like you said, people just think it's normal. People don't really re realize that it's just you know you're living your everyday lives, you're playing on your phones. You're just like, no, 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 they have rights that they did not have before that that they are wielding that you don't know about. Yeah, and they had probably been doing it before, but now that now that they're they're allowed to do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the whole emergency powers thing is crazy, and that's one of Hitler's things too. He was able to manipulate the the laws of the Weimar uh, Republic and in their constitution when he was when he was coming up uh, in, in his. Hold on, oh, hold on one second. Hello, am I still there? I, I can hear you, buddy. Yeah. I did lose second. you for just a second. Yeah, can you hear us? <laughs> Kyle, can you hear us, buddy? Let's see. Well, he's going to – hopefully he's going to be able to fix that. Okay. Uh, live radio, man. The boss <laughs> is not with us. Well, that's some interesting stuff, dude. His book is really interesting. Uh, I've only read a tiny bit of it, but 
I hardly ever have time. Oh, here we go. Oh, hey, we sorry go. about that. Yeah. No worries, man. <laughs> um, i trying to remember where I was going with that. Why my Republic? Yeah, yeah. He was able to uh, manipulate the laws of that, um, those emergency powers, and basically just usurp the government and 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 find his way through it. And then once he was in, you know, the the rules just didn't apply anymore, and he could just kind of have his way with everybody. Do I mean, you think that this is just a pattern that we fall into? I mean, because if this is presented in a Star Wars movie, like I don't think they're political science junkies. I don't necessarily think that they have, I mean, some of them might, but I think a lot of it, like how much of it do you think of it is just like people looking at history and how much of it's just like people looking at archetypes? Yeah, I, I think, I think that's, I think that's a big part of it. I mean, I know, I know Lucas was big into like world war two, you know, just kind of on the warfare side. Right. Cause if you watch star Wars, it's very like world war two dog fighting kind of stuff when you watch those movies. But yeah, I think, um, I think he just a lot of people inherently know that these kind of things happen o- over and over in time. And, you know, the interesting thing is, you know, he, you know, uh, Lucas as a as a West Coast guy, you know, very liberal mindset. So, you know, in, in his mind, when those prequel movies was coming out, as he was talking about this totalitarian government, you know, in his mind, that was the Republicans right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but but really, like you said, it, it's an archetype in his mind. He had a specific idea in mind for what that meant. But I can also talk about that. Well, but it's also about what's going on now. So it, it definitely laid out the the groundwork for that, like you've seen throughout history. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, liberals have the stories that they tell themselves. They're the heroes in their story. You know, they, they don't think yeah. that, you know, and, and I get it. They, they think they are fighting for some form of freedom. But they just think that they can also like part of that freedom is that they can enforce it on us. Right, right. Yeah. And I think they always have that mindset. Like if it's a totalitarian government, it's always coming from the right. I mean, I think even in Mm -hmm. Germany, right, Hitler was technically on the right uh, in their political spectrum, too. So people just kind of uh, uh, think that, well, if it's if it's coming from the left, it's not going to it's not that it's it's not that. But you you have to really think about it critically. And it's it, it happens differently. And, you know, what's happening in our world right now is different than when when bush was doing it but i would say that they're both wielding authoritarian tactics on all mm-hmm. of us you know when you were talking about how um what's his name that the emperor palpatine was uh holding on to power for longer because of you know this that and the other it made me think of xi jinping uh he's what is he's president for life now yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) he put himself on the level with mao yeah and it's it's pretty fascinating yeah and And, and palpatine literally said he literally said after he kind of uh after he he basically declared you know the jedi the enemies of the state and he says basically you know if if the jedis are going to turn on us we need to completely revamp our government and and that's what he said he's like you know what we need to do is just elect a single sovereign for life like that's the solution to the political fuckery is electing one asshole to rule us for the rest of their natural life. And guess, Hey, guess what? I think that should be me. You yeah. know, it, it, it's, it's ironic how that works out. Well, I feel like it's a logical consequences of politics in general, though. Just like, I see a problem. I can fix it. Just give me more power. Yeah. Okay. I need a little yeah. bit more, a little bit more power. Okay. There's another problem that I see, you know what I mean? So to just follow that road down there. And eventually it's just, yeah. I it's want like, all the power and I'll it's, make it's like when my, just it's fine. Like when, it's like when my son says, like, hey, I want a snack. I'm like, yeah, you can have that snack. But first, 
Can you clean up your toys? Okay, clean up. Okay, I'll give you the snack, but first, can you uh, pick up all those books? But okay, but also, can you do this? This so like you know, even in that, like I can, I can, I can have the power grab myself in a very micro scale. So you can, mm -hmm. so you, you, so you scale that up and kind of see how these people in their own minds, a lot of times, I think they, they, think they see us as children. Right, right. They see us as children <laughs> that they need to guide, they need to shepherd. And they may also think that they are truly doing the right thing because, like, they all like like the 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 same goes. It's like every end, of, you know, in every movie, like the villain is the hero in their own story, mm -hmm. but the movie shades it a certain way. Like, right, like when Darth Vader comes on the screen, you hear the music. Oh, he he's the bad guy, right? You see that, but it's like in his mind, he's following the Emperor. He's trying to create order in the galaxy. Yeah, you know? I think that that would have been a little bit because. He, I think I heard you on a different on uh, somebody else's podcast, and you were talking about how in the Star Wars world, in the Star Wars Star Wars world, I need to slow down sometimes when I speak. Um, everything is so black and white. There's good and bad, and so in in a weird way, it's like it's hard to put that in this world because there is no just good or bad. You said in one of the other books they started like. Uh, exploring maybe like like kind of the gray, like some of the Jedi's were like got more anti-heroes, and I think that's why people like anti-heroes more because, dude, fuck Superman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like if you're too altruistic, like like you're a bitch. I don't believe you. You're like I don't I don't trust you. Right. You know what I mean? It's like right. when somebody's too nice, I'm like mm, this guy talks shit. Or this guy's, you know, this guy diddles kids or something. There's something wrong with him. Why is he too fucking nice? I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people. I mean, that's why people gravitate towards like you know Tony Soprano, you know Walter White, those kind Wolverine. of guys. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Technically, in the the world they live in, they're not doing the right thing. But honestly, like if you know they're they're doing things that the government doesn't agree in. You know, are they how are they really that you know bad? You know, in 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 your mind. But yeah, it's a uh, people people like that they like to they like that kind of aspect. Well, Han that, Solo. Think, look yeah. at Han Solo he's he fucking robs he steals he kills but he's still a good guy he has the good motivations like you but he's still a bastard yeah yeah but but I but I will say yeah in, in one of the Star Wars movies they kind of show a little bit of that that gray area I mean uh, there's there's Jedi um component as well as far as people that don't choose to align with either side and they can use the force and and kind of do whatever they want, but they don't have to align to like a extreme, you know, almost religious spectrum, right? The Sith or the Jedi, they're just like, I, I can use the force for, for what I think I should, I should use it for. And I'm just going to go with that, not have to believe in a doctrine. But uh, in one of the movies, what was it? Rogue One, which came out a few years ago. Yeah, um, that was you know, a good one. That was, I thought that was one of the most well done ones they've done um, in the past few years. But like, you know, it, it's basically like what happened right before that first movie, you know, as they as, when they steal the Death Star plans. But one of the characters in it, he's a rebel spy, and he's talking to another fellow rebel spy, trying to get information about stuff going on. And you know, they're they're, they're cornered, and this guy he's talking to is like injured, and this guy's like, "Shoot, I, I'm not gonna be able to get out with with both of us." And he shoots and kills the other rebel spy. He shoots him dead in cold blood, and, and runs off and leaves. So it's like you can see that. Um, even when you're on the right side, when you're technically on the right side, right, the rebellion is kind of pushing back against this evil empire. Sometimes you, you, people do terrible things to try to achieve what they, what they, what they want, like an altruistic motive. But in that, 
if you follow that through to conclusion, does that make you just as bad as them, you know, in, in, in the, in the future, if you, if you continually have that kind of, if you have that kind of bloodless mentality, you know, do you just kind of flip the totalitarianism over to the other side? I don't know. It's just kind of a hypothetical, which I kind of, that, that moment in the film kind of got me to think about that. It's like, well, if you're, if you're doing the right thing, but you're also doing evil things, does that make you right? And it's kind of just a, you know, hypothetical yeah. question and out there. People will, you know, they'll accuse you of utopian thinking. If you think that you're just going to be, you know, you can't, you, sometimes you are going to, but then if you go down that fucking road, you'll start making some excuses for some shitty behavior. Yeah. 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 yeah that's a fascinating thing to think about. I don't know. And that's I mean, one thing like every authoritarian uses that as their argument. You yeah. Know? And like, uh, were you guys into a breaking bad series? I yeah. watched the entire thing. It was great. Yeah. You know, like, and he starts out the series, like with a great motivation, like, right. He's like, this guy have cancer. I'm going to die. I need to find some creative way to make money for my family. So when I'm dead, they'll have, they'll have all this money. They can do whatever they want. But then, you know, by the end of the series, he, he tells his wife, he's like, I didn't do this for you. I did this for me. You know, basically like I, I'm my ego got, got ahead, got ahead of it. And, and his family hated him at the end. So it's like, he had this altruistic motive, but in the end, you know, he, he died alone, like in a meth lab, <laughs> you know, Dude, that was so fascinating. I loved that fucking show. And, and I'm trying, you try to think back like where he went too far. It's like, was it when he first killed those, those couple drug dealers? You remember where he had, yeah. that, he had that guy uh, like hooked up to the thing and he had to like, he had to murder him yeah. in his basement. Right? right. And so that was like, that was the first big one. And then, Obviously, the line that went too far is when he killed Jesse's girlfriend or let her die. Yeah, her back yeah. And, oh my God, just oof. let her choke out. That was that was mm -hmm. brutal. But yeah, it's like a tiptoe, right? Just like every. That's what I loved about the series is like I also really loved the Sopranos, but like there wasn't as much character progression in that. Like with Tony Soprano, like he is what he is, right? Like whereas Walter White, like he was like this, and then like he became something completely different than what you saw in episode one and and they masterfully did like you said like like what was it along the way it's like it's like a million tiny little things along the way that yeah. just slowly chugged away then um it's just like if you kind of look at a graph right like it just kind of exponentially at a certain point just like skyrockets and then he's the mad he's the meth dealer he's 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 shaking people down he's he's uh you know uh just completely not that chemistry, not that meat chemistry teacher anymore. He's like threatening people, killing people. It's 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 wild, but I think the character progression was was really really well done in that slow gradual manner. Which a lot of people, you know, nowadays they, they it's it's probably hard for people to watch that kind of stuff if you're not binging it because it's a uh, it like you said it's just that slow little just adding blocks on top of each other. People want it all now. But that show, you have to kind of sit with it a little bit. There are some slower episodes, but you kind of have to just like sit yeah. with the whole thing and let and just like go through it. It's great, dude. I honestly, I had to, I had to start it probably four times before I got into it because I had so many friends telling me to watch it, and I, I'd watch three episodes and I'd be like, nah, fuck this, and then I'd yeah. do it again, then I'd do it again, and then finally, I don't know where it hooked me, but it did. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in like season two or three for me, I was just like, holy shit. Like the episode ended, like just just keep it going, keep it going. It's 3 a.m. I got to get up in three hours, but just got to keep this going here. I cannot stop. This would make a great podcast series. I bet somebody has. There's there's going to be a great bad series. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we were talking a little bit online about Star Trek. 
Um, I think you should really watch Deep Space Nine, man. So, okay, everybody's telling me Next Generation is the way to go. The Next Generation is fantastic. Um, and arguably maybe the best of the series. Um it really depends, and people will shit on, on. People will shit on Deep Space Nine. Real Trekkies love Deep Space Nine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking fantastic, man. It and it probably ventured more into like politics and religion, and that's why people don't like it. Mm-hmm. But it touched those things, and I. That's why I found it so interesting, because it tucks it like touches like like real orthodox religious people, and then it touches like authoritarian, and it touches like like it was really. I think that they must have been talking about like Israel and Palestine in it. Like that must have been the allegories that they were using, and then they had these like rebellions rise up within the Federation and things like that. And it, it dude, it's just so fucking fascinating. You got a little one yelling. Oh, I thought I thought someone was just talking. They're fine. Oh, okay. Um, well, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. So, if I were to watch the next generation, well, the next generation is really just kind of like its own story, right? You don't have to have known anything from anything before. It's Not really. Kind of a, no. And a, a whole new crew, right? So, mm-hmm. is it the same with Deep Space Nine, or is there some overlap yes. there? Where- so there is some overlap there because it it. The next generation came before Deep Space Nine, but it also is supposed to be kind of happening happening simultaneously uh, in a weird way um, because a lot of the things like will touch on each other a little bit. But if if you're going for like chronological, like you you might want to watch because you're you're going to be introduced to those characters first because a lot of them are characters from the next generation. Okay. Yeah. Now let, let me ask you this: the one question I've had, and and, and, and I, I honestly have not delved too much into Star Trek, but I, I want to. It was always like the you know back in the day, it was always like the right versus left thing, right? It's like oh, if you like Star Wars, you can't like Star Trek. But now she's like, who cares? Like all, it's it's all fun. It's all fun and games. So I want to get into it. Um, one question I have for you is: I've heard a few different opinions about this, but like the Federation itself, right? Like the ruling body. Mm-hmm. Do you consider that to be kind of like a totalitarian slash utopian society? Totalitarian, and it can, because it's a government, it can touch into totalitarianism, but not really. So, like, it's almost like the United Nations in a way, which is kind of terrible, right? Like, uh, (laughs) it's it's like um, the – it is. It's like the fucking United Nations, basically. So, there'll be, like – in this universe, there's like 10,000 fucking planets, right? And so all of these people that are, there's like, that are sentient, that um, there's a prime directive, like you're not supposed to like interact with or interfere with another like civilization unless they're on par with your level. Like if you, if they've achieved warp, which is like traveling at light speed, then you're allowed to communicate or interact or something like that. So among all of those communities, they have, uh, it's basically like a peace alliance, but they're not in charge of those other planets. So I mean, interesting because I mean, if you just went into a time machine, went back twenty thousand years ago, you'd meet other humans that were the same as us. The technology wouldn't be there, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. how do you how do you make that judgment on whether or not someone's on par with you civilization wise? Yeah, you have to make a line. Yeah, I mean, that's what, you know, the classic people say. As soon as we were able to split the atom and we had nuclear power, that's when the aliens were like, oh, fuck, we got to talk to them. We got to make them chill out. 
you know, <laughs> like, look stupid. You're going to destroy your whole planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I definitely want to, uh, I definitely want to get it got want to get into it. Cause I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of good stuff in there. I'm sure I have a big, big learning curve, but, uh, Oh dude, it's great. And honestly, man, if you're going to watch, if you're going to start it, start at the fucking beginning, man. I loved the original series. I fucking loved it. Spock was great. Uh, that's when uh, George Shakai wasn't such a fucking bitch. Oh, uh, <laughs> he was great as Sulu. He's such a fucking insufferable bastard. Now. Him, him and Mark Hamill both on Twitter. Like, I just, please, I, I, I need them to Mark be Hamill. I'm just it... so, so sick of seeing it. It's like, I get you don't You don't like Trump, really? Wow, that's really surprising from the last 35,000 tweets. Well, you said so you stunning, Trump. so brave, yeah. so so brave. It's like he he's out. Of, you know he's out of office now, right? He 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 can't hurt you anymore. Like show us on the doll, show us on the Luke Skywalker doll where where Trump hurt you. You know, get, get the fuck over it. Yeah, it's it's so tiresome, man. I mean, like at some point, I couldn't even make Trump jokes anymore because it was like, yeah, <laughs> you know. And it's the same thing with Biden. Unfortunately, he's just such a dumb dead doll up there. It's like. I don't even want to make fun of him. Like it feels like it's like elder, it's elder abuse. Yeah. They need to just get him, get him in a home. But man, the original fucking series was so fucking fantastic, dude. Like, cause so many concepts were explored for the first time. Like you'll see sci-fi, you'll see weird draw, like all of these concepts you'll, you'll catch in the original series because like, and dude, William Shatner is the goddamn man, dude. Captain Kirk, dude, he was so fantastic. I don't know how many alien babes he banged, but it was so ridiculous. There'd be like some woman that was all blue and she'd have like a swish on her head or something. And they would like, you could not make that fucking series now. It's so goddamn sexist and like weird and rapey. And then he's just like, he looks at her and gets all fucking intense. She looks at him and they play this weird fucking sexy music. And then they go off and disappear for a second. You know, he fucked her. And it's just, dude, it's fan. Fantastic. Yeah, it had the first interracial kiss in it. It did, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that was was that Sulu he kissed uh no, a, I thought it was Uhura. Kirk. I thought was it Kirk, Kirk that kissed Uhura? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it had the first yeah. I mean it was really fucking progressive for its day. Like it was fan fucking tastic. He had you know, Kirk had different prime directives as anybody else. Mm-hmm. His was to 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 seed the galaxy. <laughs> Does it have a hole? I'll fuck it. <laughs> it was fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> it's interesting to think about what we like. How, how do I say it? Like back in that day, like people got power for like just se- reasons of sexual ex- opportunity and whatnot, and it got like so much more official. Like you couldn't imagine. Like I, I haven't watched any of the new Star Trek at all, but. Like you can't imagine, like Picard, like just fucking people. Like it's like it's not professional enough, right? Like it's well. So Picard didn't fuck anybody, but number two, his right hand man, he was slaying. He was he was slaying Tang all day long. Really? Like that? Yeah, that's it's like an ongoing joke that like Riker is his name. Riker's just slaying mm-hmm. puss all the time. There's some fantastic memes now, like. Someone's got to do it. I mean, yeah, man, Kirk you got to get around. in it. Yeah, I got to get, I got to get into this. Just for it's this, conver- just for this conversation here, I'm definitely, <laughs> man. But it's like an overwhelming thing, right? It's like you know, 
hundreds of episodes. That's what I keep telling myself. I'm like, oh my God, that's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm rewatching Deep Space Nine right now, but I only do it if I have, if I'm bottle feeding the boy. Like yeah. if my wife has sleep, I, I'm two in the morning. I'm turning on Deep Space Nine, just doing the bottle, and he watches it with me, and it's great. Good. Good. Yeah. So you can do like a little thing and you can just slowly eat at it. And man, you're going to like that. It's going to take you so long. Cause like once you're in it, it's fucking great. You don't want it to end. Yeah. So yeah, it, I, you can I, just enjoy I, it. I think I'll have to, I think I'll have to do that because like people tell me about like, Hey, have you watched this show or this show? It's like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't really care about your new Netflix show that, <laughs> you know, every, every character has this asshole in it. I'm like, right. yeah. Fuck you! I'm not watching right. it. <laughs> by, by, by season two or three, like everybody's gay. Like, okay, I, I get it. That, that's that's fine. But it's like every one of them, every one of these shows are the same. Like they just, you know, the 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 white male character. Oh, he's nice. Oh, well, he's the villain by season three, and he's raping everybody because he's a white male. It's terrible. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not really into any of these. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm just gonna have to go back way back and 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 watch some of this stuff where it wasn't pushing all this all this BS. No pronouns. You know, not a no pronoun, fucking pronoun, no pronouns man. in Star Trek, so that's the, that's the key. <laughs> yeah, like it's funny. I feel like in some ways it was pushing a lot of it. It was just also doing it in a way that was entertaining. Yeah, that's not the key. All of mm-hmm. it, not all of it, but like it wasn't as extreme. But that's yeah. what I mean. And and back then too, it was like the things that they were trying to progress towards were things that we'd all agree with, like actual equality, not equity. But right. actual equality. And at that time, there was actual issues with equality. Like, I I think it was fucking, I think it was William Shatner. He fought and made sure that a Hura check was the same as everybody else's. You know, things like that. Like, that. I like that. That's I'm totally fine with that, you know. But it's now just gone to 11. And now it's like anything yeah. fucking woke. Any, it's like it instantly makes me hate you. So like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you can present all the information. Right. But it's it's the way you do it. Not telling you like if, if you do this way, you believe this thing, you're a fucking asshole. It's like present all the information out there and kind of let people, you know, choose for themselves. So uh, let's bust into your book a little bit, man. Um, I, I started a little bit of it. Um, I don't have time to read. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm with you, man. It's like, you know, working, doing a podcast, having kids. It's like, I want to read a lot. Like I have a lot of books that I have. Like, I mean, I, I, I have Star Wars books from like 25 years ago. I've never read one page of them ever. It's like, I really want to, but it's like, but it, I mean, it, it is like muscle memory though. Like I, I did read all the prequel novels recently. It's like, once I started going, it, it just kind of like went and went and went, but it's like, then you stop and it's like, I, I just can't, it's hard. To, it's hard to get into it at, at all sometimes. So what series are, what series are you into at all? Like, are you into any like fantasy novels too? Or are you just a strict Star Trek guy or Star Wars guy? Like, have you, have you read any of like uh, uh, Brandon Sanderson's books or Mm-mm. Oh man, there's no. Shit out I mean, there. I've read, um, I've read one or two of like the the Game of Thrones books. Um, big in, big into that. All the Harry Potter kind of stuff. So all, all the kind of major kind of franchise stuff I, I've been yeah. into. But but other than that, not not too not too too much. And they're just like they're rolling out Star Wars like shows now like every other month. So it's like that's been keeping me that's been keeping me pretty busy. That's interesting. I read all of the fucking Game of Thrones books, but I haven't like checked in in the last six years, so I don't know if there's a new one. 
Uh, I kind of think that like J- George R. R. Martin's not gonna fucking finish. He's just. I don't think. Yeah, there's. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think so either. I think he. Uh, I think he kind of let them. Uh, do, were you guys into it? All the the series. Did you did you watch any of the series, uh, Tony? Did you watch Game of Thrones? Very little. I watched the whole fucking thing. Like, like yeah, like I we can give spoilers at this point. <laughs> Um, at, at a certain point, like you could tell like where like the, the book material stopped and like the, the showrunners were just kind of freestyling it just because it was, uh, so off the wall and like did not have as a, a lot of connective tissue to the rest of the story. And I think George R. R. Martin, I think he, he must've just, I think he just got, in my opinion, I think he just got pissed and like, okay, I'm not going to write any more material for you guys. Like, I, I just want to see you guys fail. Basically. I kind of feel like that's how he felt. I mean, and he's also like old and fat and just like, I like to think he's drunk and jolly and just eats cake all the time. Uh, <laughs> Looks like it. Yeah, it, it, it's way fucking better if that's true. D- um, did you hear about, did, did you hear the interview where he talked about what Game of Thrones is really about? No, I know that I'd heard s- somewhere him saying that like it's tied to actual uh, like European stru- like uh, old wars and different things like that. Like he wrote from history. He took like a history book and kind of just like plagiarized it. Yeah. And mashed it together. And, like different countries are supposed to be like different countries and different, but no, tell me. Uh, so, so that's the one piece of it. And, and that's the, I like that piece. I like that yeah. going back into history and passing it all together. What he came out and said, he said, basically, uh, Game of Thrones is a uh, proxy for climate change. Okay. What the fuck? And, and, and well, and like, I, I, it makes sense. Okay. If you, if you follow, I, I don't agree with it. I think that the whole thing is bullshit. But if you think about it, right? It's 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 people fighting. There's this, you know, the seven, you know, uh, kingdoms, whatever. They just keep fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. Meanwhile, up in the north, there's this army of dead that are just slowly going to come down and kill all of us. Yeah. And that's the climate. The yeah. climate is slowly killing us while we're fighting about this and that. It's like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> I wish you wouldn't have ever said that. Cause now that's yeah. all I can think about now. Like just, I, I, I like things ambiguous. Like that's the one thing I like yeah. about like Star Wars. Like th- things can be ambiguous. Um, you, you don't, I don't need every director coming out and telling me, well, this is really what I meant. It's this, this, this It's like, you should let people interpret for themselves what what they got out of it. Uh, like one of my favorite films ever. I don't know if you guys have seen it called Donnie Darko, from like twenty yeah. years ago. I haven't um, seen that in a fucking while. But it's yeah, like there's so many different hypotheses and theories about like what it means, like what the story's about, what the ending is. Like, and the director has never come out and said any anything about what he meant for it to be, which I think is 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 fascinating and amazing because the, the uh, and I think the um, like the end of the Sopranos series here, right, where the show just like fades to black and you don't know what happens. Like they leave it up for you to talk about and to interpret it in your in mm-hmm. your own way and have conversations with people about, not just telling me like this is about climate change. Now, yeah. now you know. It's like it's like you know. No okay. one would have guessed. No one. No one would have put that together. <laughs> no. No. Not one person. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think there's a lot of racists that. that were saying it's the Mexicans coming. <laughs> I mean, okay, but that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, except from coming from the someone, south. Someone is saying from, that. Yeah, they're not no one is saying climate the north. They'll never, they'll never figure out what we're trying to do here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you know, I I would use that analogy and say it's like you know, like the elites or whatever, right? Same kind of thing. Like we're all fighting about this, and slowly they're gonna kill us all. You could you could put that in there as well. But you know, the fact he had to 
say that and like it, it makes sense if you kind of start piecing it together it's like the ice wall and this and that and who knows i don't know was he talking about a flat earth thing with the ice wall? i don't know but uh you know just it's like god let let people interpret it well i'm thinking about donnie darko man that must that was like almost like the original creepypasta like all these like young kids online trying to fucking tell you and like that was like every young kid's like going through a creepy like goth creepy phase. phase yeah oh, yeah, yeah. You, wear, you wear the skeleton shit. shirt and have like mm-hmm. the black slick down hair yeah <laughs> <laughs> fucking donnie darko man it's good yeah yeah it's wild it's, it's wild it's like a really original yeah you know? That's i watched too much wearing. rec room for a dream so i was like i'm gonna do drugs <laughs> oh my god oh my god that that's that'll that one that's one that'll it's a fucking dark movie man <laughs> I, I tried to drink a few beers and watch that one time i'm like i'm like i'm stone cold sober i i, I this is this is scared the alcohol ass to ass <laughs> <laughs> fuck man like i am yeah, so utterly depressed right now because of that movie, for sure. <laughs> i took the opposite i was like this is awesome. <laughs> I want to try meth. It's, yeah, that, well, that's kind of the same approach when I watched that um, that Super Size Me documentary, right, about how bad McDonald's was. I'm like, yeah. I, I paused it and went and got a bunch of double cheeseburgers during the middle of it and came back and finished the rest of it. I'm like, I'm, I'm freaking hungry. I'm starving now. Like, this is not you working out for you. <laughs> kind of was a McDonald's commercial. <laughs> it was. It was a giant. Kinda. Yeah, pretty much. They they took away the super size man. Was after lame. that, was it after yeah. that, that documentary came out? After that documentary, there's no more super size me. I feel like the large is like larger though. I feel like like a small like a small. Yeah, size, they didn't actually like change anything. They just took the name away. <laughs> like, we'll still give you diabetes. Don't worry. Just <laughs> well, this bad PR. useless documentary. Like no one was under the impression that McDonald's wouldn't do that to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it was like okay, what like, asshole is gonna eat McDonald's every meal every single fucking day for a month? There was that one gonna be guy okay. in it who like did that though. <laughs> Yeah, that was the fucking yeah. He was an asshole. <laughs> it's like wow, eating like crap makes you depressed. Wow, that's just, this this news is something I didn't never never knew before. I watched some fucking documentary that was like trying to like they were talking about how uh, they were talking about like food deserts. If you if you're familiar with that concept, uh, mm-hmm. so they're talking about like a poor lower income people are like they are far away from supermarkets that carry mm-hmm. good groceries. So like the only thing around them are like McDonald's or seven elevens. So they can get like taquitos and fucking hamburgers. And so they call it a food desert because you can't actually get like an apple. You can't get, you know, this, yeah. that, and the other. And so, I mean, there's some, there's some truth to that, but um, especially, you know, like these people would have to get on a bus to go, you know, whatever, but. Right. And, and I mean, honestly, just, just in general, they, they price healthier food more than the the cheap the, the cheaper food that's not as good for you right so that's kind of a whole you know issue in and of itself you know they they intentionally price those things to a certain way where you know if you if you can't afford it well i'm just going to go to mcdonald's then you know and then well that was one of the things and it, it was fucked up but it was like this mexican family uh that sent them like i did not know that mcdonald's was bad for me I thought this was okay. They're like, why would they send me food that is not okay? And like his, him and his whole fucking family had diabetes, and, it was like, and they were trying to like, you're a victim. I'm like, shut the fuck up. 
<laughs> you actually are retarded then. <laughs> like, go go to the field. Go pick beans. You fucking idiot. Like, if you were... I did not know that. <laughs> so fucking retarded. This, this clown in red shoes gave me diabetes. I didn't yeah. want it. I didn't want it. I'm a victim. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh what... When you were talking, uh, oh, that was the other thing. So when we were talking about how he gave away, like, he basically said, like, this is about climate change. It made me think about the, why can't I think of their names right now? Zakowski sisters. The, you know what I'm talking the, about? The, the ones Matrix. That, yeah, yeah. Like, that, yeah, they didn't have to fucking say it was a trans allegory. It was yeah. like. <laughs> ne- never would have, never would have thought that once in my life. They didn't say that at the time. They didn't say it at the time. You're right. They they came out like 10 years later and they were like, the whole thing, after they had both transitioned, this is a trans allegory. Which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it was, I guess. Well, well I guess they said the red pill was an estrogen pill. <laughs> it's it. <laughs> so, okay. And I, and I get like where they could have got that from that. It's like, okay. But everything else kind of seems like it has nothing to do with transitioning. Well, and in, in like, and I've been noticing this too. Um, some of these directors and stuff, I think they're picking up that um, you know, conspiracy people or like conservative people are starting to get a, get these messages out of the films, right? Like the other one is like the movie They Live from the eighties, mm-hmm. where it's like you put on the goggles and then you see everybody's like reptilian crazy people. He's like, no, 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 that has nothing to do with like a cabal or crazy. It has to do with something completely different. I, I you know, so the question is like. Are they, is it like damage control? Is it like the elite damage control at this point? Like the whole, I mean, the red pill thing. I mean, that's the whole thing we, everybody always says, right? It's like you're red pilled. You see this, you see that. It's like, do they, they want to like invert that, you know, which we know they invert everything. You know, they invert what's good is what's bad, what's bad, what's good. So are they intentionally inverting that? Or is it, you know, just, you know, coincidental that they, they, they said it was about, it, it was really about this. And maybe that's, Maybe that's true, but I think I've I've seen enough of these examples of them realizing that people are using their the messages in their movies to a way that they don't agree with, and maybe trying to flip the script on them. I don't know. Well, like you said, it's all the same formulas that people are using, and people who are more left wing inclined, they see it one way, and then they don't want to see it the other way. But it's the same tactics that are being used. There's nothing original about it right yeah and some of those things i think too are like you said it's damage control because a lot of times dude what i see is like revelation the method you know like i think a lot of times they put these things out there because they kind of have to in a weird like karmic way Mm -hmm. like they have to tell us a little bit what they're doing and uh yeah and like i think about stuff like um if you've seen any like the crazy symbolism that have been like in like the Super Bowl halftime shows and stuff, there's a lot of really weird stuff going on. And I was trying to tell some people about it the other day about there's just some weird symbology and stuff. Like there's pyramids and there's like Roman, like Egyptian, like there's some weird stuff that they're doing there. They're like, well, but who cares? Like it doesn't affect my life. I'm like, I'm like, okay, true. That, that doesn't make, it does not affect your life, but I'm just trying to say that these people are using a, an event that everybody's watching and putting on the show out there. That's not even real. They may not even really be for us. It's more for them. Like you're saying, mm-hmm. like it, it's, it's, it's some kind of ritual or thing that we don't really 
understand like we're only seeing it on this level there it's on this level and like people's people's people were just like, like what are you talking about i'm like okay this is just the wrong this is just the wrong audience for this kind yeah of yeah conversation well, see, that's but. when it all like i said it all ties back to like some like saturnian cult like you start seeing all of those same symbolisms that yeah. have been tied together from almost all every single ancient religion can like you can find this black cube kind of nonsense and you can see these you can see those pyramids you can see the obelisks you can see all these like they're all death cults. It's really fascinating. I'm having uh, William Ramsey on here pretty soon uh, mm. to go deep in his book, man. I'm really excited to talk yeah, to him. Yeah, that'll be good. I yeah. love him. He's great. Yeah, he's fucking brilliant, man. And that book is crazy. Yeah, he's really fucking... Yeah, especially that particular topic. I'm super stoked to talk about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I do have to sign off here in a few minutes, guys. I've uh, Totally, brother. I've had an absolute blast. We'll have to do this again. Thank Anytime, you. man. Yeah, you are always welcome. What's your favorite uh, Star Wars movie? What's my that's a hard Star- question. Yeah, uh, what do you got? Yeah, it's it's a it's a hard one. I want to. I, I I would have to probably say Empire Strikes Back, just because there's so much there's so much deep um, there's so much deep philosophy in there that you don't always see kind of in um, fantasy kind of sci fi stuff. I mean, just the whole scene where Luke, you know, went into that cave and he fought that shadowy Darth Vader and realized that, you know, if he, if he, if he, you know, cause Yoda always, Yoda told him, he's like the force is for, you know, knowledge and defense. You don't use it to attack. Like that's not what we do. And he used it to attack. And then he realized that the head in Darth Vader's suit was him. He's like, that will be you if you go down that path. And it was like, a deep like i was a kid when i saw it i'm like holy crap this is fucking terrifying i know but then like as an adult you're like man that's deeply symbolic because then later in the movie he um he fails and the whole movie is about the whole movie is about people that that make the wrong decisions and do the wrong things and end up in a bad situation um which was pretty pretty groundbreaking i would say for like any kind of movie sequel because a lot of movie sequels you see are just like a carbon copy of the first one, right? There's another baddie. They defeat the baddie. Um, But but the stuff with Yoda, the stuff about, um, you know, Yoda lifts the X-Wing out of the swamp and and looks like, I don't believe it. And Yoda's like, yeah, that's why you fail because you don't believe it. Like there's just some really simple, but very deep things in that movie um, that I just really have, have always resonated um, with me um, and just even just like the, the color palette right like when Luke is fighting Darth Vader in that carbon chamber like this like there's like really cool color schemes and stuff and um, one thing I really love about that movie there's several different parts throughout that movie where you know like the, in the music the music is always great in Star Wars the music is incredible um, you know I, I consider the music as like a character in the movie it like it like keeps it moving along like if you take that out it's, it's not the same movie and there's several, but there's several scenes in that movie where they wrote music for, but decided to not have it in the final movie. And I think that's a fascinating choice because a lot of movies you see, it's just like wall to wall music, you know, like a, like a Marvel movie, right? It's just like wall to wall music, that kind of stuff. But like they made some really great creative decisions. Like when they were on, sorry, this is a little bit, a little bit longer in the tooth, uh, <laughs> answered your question here, but like when they were on Hoth, right? And then there's snow plane at the beginning. Most of that was without any music, if, if you watch it. And that gives you like an isolating feeling because they're, they're hiding out on this snow planet. They're trying to escape. If you have music, it makes it more like an action kind of 
theme to it, but like they are in a, in a wild they're they're in a wilderness. They have like they basically are bare bones. They, they've been chased throughout the galaxy. They're getting their ass kicked, and that 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 adds to the um, and it's such a it's such a contrast to what you saw at the end of the the movie right before, right? They they destroyed the Death Star, right? Everything's going great. It's like well, no, that 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 doesn't always happen in this world. Like that, that government is not just going to lay roll over and say, okay, well you guys won. Like, no, no, we're going to come after you harder and harder and harder yeah. and harder. Now, now we know you're a real threat. So I think that movie was just, was just great because um, it, it showed the characters actually had to go through tough situations, which I think some of the newer Star Wars movies, like the sequel trilogy, I don't really feel like a lot of characters went through a lot of, um, metamorphosis, I guess, is kind of what I'm going with. Like in their in their characters, having to actually go through and deal with um, strife and have to deal with really really crazy issues, um, because then you see a payoff. You, you know, you see a payoff in Return of the Jedi. But it, it's a it's a dark movie, but it's also like a really a really a really good movie too. Just just all around. Hell yeah, man. This is Kyle. This is why I love your show. You fucking <laughs> dude. You you've actually changed my mind in a lot of ways about Star Wars. So <laughs> I haven't watched Star Wars since I've been woke. You know what I mean? I watched it as a kid, and I I thought it was cool the action, this, that, and the other. But I always just thought it was kind of you know elementary sort of, and like yeah. I love Star Trek more. Yeah. Uh, and you've made me think a lot more about it. So I'm gonna go back and watch Star Wars. I hope that you b- go back and watch yes. Star Trek. Yeah, I hope and, I have. Uh, this, I hope I have the same kind of awakening with with the with the Star Trek. I'm really I'm really looking forward. I'm putting that on yeah. my list. I'm I'm doing it. I'm doing it this year. I'm gonna start start going down that rabbit hole. And and you know who knows? Maybe by the end of this, I'll be burning all this shit behind me. <laughs> if and if you find something like like let's talk let's talk Star Trek, man. If you yeah. go into it and you find some shit, like yeah, let's do it on the one. So absolutely. Uh, thank you, Kyle. Do you want to do some last minute plugs? Tell everybody again where they can find you. Tell them about your book. We'll, sure. We will include everything in the links as well. So sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, the, the podcast is called conspiracy in the forest. You can find it anywhere on any podcast platform. Um, I have videos up on the uh, rockfin.com platform as well. And also on YouTube. Um, you know, I, I think my second strike came off. So so hopefully videos I have coming out soon won't, won't get me banned, but you know, you guys know how it goes. Uh, it'll, it'll, it'll hit you at some point. So um, that's where you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at conspiracy underscore Kyle and it's conspiracy with a K. I think that's helped me not be censored for some reason because that, yeah. that got through the algorithm somehow. I don't know. But, um, and then the book is called intergalactic totalitarianism. You can find it on Amazon. The, uh, the, the guy who drew the art, I love it. It's it's I, I wanted something very simple. It's just the Death Star destroying Earth. So um, you can check that out on Amazon. There's a Kindle version as well. And I'm I'm almost done with the audiobook piece of it because you know you can't do a podcast, write a book, and not have an audio version of the yeah. book. So I'm um, I'm almost done with it now. It's going to be I, I'm I think it's it's going to be really you know I'm to my own horn I guess, but I, it's really going to be good. It's more than just I add a lot of like, you know, like sound effects and music and stuff in it. Kind of just like you mentioned about like the, the episodes I do just a little bit of musical interludes from here to there, just kind of break up the monotony of it because I, I listen to my own voice and I fall asleep sometimes. So I have to add a little bit, uh, a little bit of color to it. So, uh, that'll be out soon. Um, thank you guys again so much. This has been, this has been great. And next time we'll be going down the, uh, the star Trek rabbit hole. 
Sounds good, brother. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. Yeah.